this, this is a, a, a word from the Lord. This is something that is connecting, even as Pastor Amanda was speaking, as Pastor Caleb was exhorting, it's going to connect as it always does because how many knows here at Restoring Hope Church, the Holy Spirit leads and guides and connects and to bring a full picture of the revelation that God is trying to get to his people in this region, but how many knows it's even on a broader scale? So we see here that that the he's uh, you know we're we're reading here and and Jonathan we see he defeats the Philistines. We see that Jonathan had a uh, different perspective than his than his leader, his father, the king at this time. He had a different perspective. He he had a different turn, and one of the reasons was because. Um, don't want to get ahead of myself, was one was trying to fight in the flesh. How many knows that it's one thing to fight in the flesh? But it's something happens when we begin to understand that the battle is not ours, but it's his. And, and we are fighting in the battle, but when we give it to God, and we're not fighting in the flesh, while others begin to operate not in their flesh, but in the spirit. I don't know about you, but I do not want to fight with my flesh. If I fight with my flesh, I will make a mess of things. Matter of fact, if I get angry in my flesh, uh, there's not much that's going to come out of my mouth. I'm not going to do real good because I freeze up when I get angry. Now, you give a woman a, a, a fight, and she's going to, I'm telling you what, she's going to fight you because there's something in a, in, a, in a woman. She hits another gear. You know what I'm saying? But us men, we just, we just freeze. You know, thoughts go out the, the window. But how many knows when you step into the Spirit, you're never out of ammo? When you step into the Spirit, you're never out of revelation that the enemy already knows. But when God reveals the truth to you, it's your truth that's revealed to you that begins to set you free from the things of the enemy and the things that he likes to fire back your way. Jonathan defeats the Philistines here. And we see because the I, I want to emphasize here that if the people had eaten freely of the spoil of their enemy, they would have been more uh, refueled. They, they might have been more refreshed. They would have been ready for the next battle that was ahead of them. They would have been strengthened if they would have eaten of the spoil of the enemy. What am I telling you? I, I'm telling you that it's important that we still uh, eat off the last victory uh, that God has granted us. And you say, how do I eat off the last victory? Every time you come to this house and you hear a good old song of truth that reminds you of what God has done for you, when you begin to praise God, you're tasting of the victory that God has given to you. So here's what I want to ask you. Is there anybody that's got to praise over the last victory that God, that God accomplished in your life? Every time you come into this place, you're not just praising him just to put some kind of sound into the atmosphere. You're eating off the last victory that God has placed in your life. And so when the enemy knows that you've got to praise because of the God who brought you through the last battle, he knows that he has no weapon formed against you that shall be able to prosper. And we see here that this Philistine spirit over and over came after the Israelites, came after the, the people of God, sons and daughters of God. And we see that this, this spirit ran rampant then. And how many knows that the spirit of the Philistine is alive and well today? 
How many knows that that spirit, he likes to roam and he likes to come and try to get into the body of Christ because he is working with his headmaster, his puppet master to destroy. And we see that this uh, it is a spirit of bondage that likes to get in the way of the blessing. It is a spirit of bondage that the enemy wants to uh, place upon a people to control the spirit of the Philistine and Saul spirit. I want to talk about those two spirits just for a moment because one's a religious spirit. And, and, and it's interesting how that, that, that the enemy can use religion and, and it's a double barrel toward the plans and the purposes over your life because you got a Philistine spirit that wants to manipulate you and then you've got a religious controlling spirit that wants to get in the way of sons and daughters but I'm here to tell you I feel like there's some sons and daughters that's about to break free in this place. I said, you're going to break free from that spirit that wants to keep you in cycles. No more are you going to go around in cycles of the insignificance of the enemy. The one who wants to place you in, a, in, in some kind of little corner somewhere and limit you in the corner and keep you running in a circle in a corner somewhere. Listen, you're about to come out of the corner. You're not going to be a corner Christian anymore or a corny Christian anymore. God is about to do something in some sons and daughters. I want you to hear me. You're not insignificant. The enemy is lying to you and telling you that you're unimportant. But I come to tell you that the very fact that you hear that in your mind and in your heart is the very fact that God has placed kingdom potential on the inside of you. And this spirit wants to push people out of what is rightfully theirs. This spirit of the Philistines also saw that spirit, that religious spirit, wants to push you out of what is realized that you are to be positioned in. And I sense in my spirit that God is going to divinely enlighten some people. There's an enlightenment in this hour and in this day that maybe the enemy could have blinded you in past seasons. But everything that you have been through has prepared for prepared you for divine enlightenment there's a divine revelation that's getting ready to be released in this hour and I believe that this revelation is not only going to be released but it's going to come alive there's a revelation that's not just released for a moment but there's a revelation that's coming alive in sons and daughters it's it's coming alive in those who dream to do kingdom destiny for your life there's some stuff that's getting ready to happen and I I believe that breakthrough is going to happen in this room this morning and it will not be by might it will not be by a man it will not be by agenda but it will be by his anointed word that is going forth right now the Bible said that the yoke is destroyed I feel the anointing I hope you feel what I'm feeling because I'm telling you I feel a breakers anointing that's going to break limits off of your life I'm telling you there's an anointing that God is trying to get inside of his sons and inside of his daughters to understand that you are going to eat off the good of the land in the land you're going to eat the good of the land in the land of the living divine revelation is coming to you so we see here and I'm going to just bear with me because I'm going somewhere I want to read through the story because previously in the story Jonathan is there and he's the son of Saul 
had told the young man who bore his armor, come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison. And he said, I want to go over to the other side. I want you to understand, even if you got to go into the side of the other kingdom, sometimes you got to go so that you can get. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I don't need to park there, but I could and I could preach. But somebody say, I got to get to the other side. It's something to get to the other side to your victory. But sometimes you got to go to the other side and take your stuff back. And so we see here, I'm talking about Caesarea Philippi and understanding what Jesus was saying. I know what they're saying, but who do you say that I am? And so the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent, but how many know that the violent is going to take it back by force in the day? And I, I'm talking about sons and daughters. And we, we are sitting on the outskirts of Gibeah here, and we see now they're under, uh, we see Saul sitting there. Saul is sitting while Jonathan is getting. Come on, somebody. Saul's sitting while Jonathan is getting it. He's, he said, he's saying, I'm not going to sit here. I'm gonna, and, and here's Saul sitting under a tree, a pomegranate tree, and he's there in Migron, and we see about 600 men sitting with Saul. Let me just tell you, it's not so much the crowd that you need to follow I want you to just because there's numbers over here doesn't mean there's the greater impact than what's going on over here and we see that one is sitting with 600 men and Ahiah the son of Atub Ichabod's brother I don't know why he had to write that in there but I just believe that Ichabod I believe and I feel here that God wants to uh, that association that the glory is now departing from Saul and there's there's that correlation with Saul and what is happening here I just believe that that's important it, 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 it is uh, inserted right there uh, Ichabod's brother the glory has departed the Lord's priest in Shiloh was wearing the ephod now isn't it interesting that we've got a king sitting under a tree and we've got a priest wearing an ephod but we got somebody who don't have anything and he's ready to go after everything and we see that in the name of Bozes, we see that there's a sharp rock on one side, there's a sharp rock on the other. Bozes and Shayane. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Bozes and Shayane. But I know that they represent a, a rock and a hard place. I know that it's a sharp place and a muddy, slippery place. I do know that by research. How many knows that you're in trouble when you're in a slippery, muddy place and sharp objects all around you? But I I want you to understand if Jonathan would have decided to go over there, he would have never had his strategic place. He would have never understood what God was about to do had he not went through the hard place, had he not went through the slippery place. Sometimes the slippery place and the sharp places are to get you to the right place. My God. Sometimes, I'm just going to say it like this, sometimes your tight spot is going to bring you to the right spot. God is going to get you to where you're going to win. Not only are you going to be positioned, but you're positioned to be victorious. And we see here, so the armor bearer said, watch this. He said, do all that's in your heart. Now, this is very important because I want you to understand that when you have people around you that are supportive of what God has placed in your heart, it is a treasure that you need to hold dear. When God begins to place something in your heart, the, the, the help was just as important as getting the work done as the one he had called to get the work done. 
And we see that the armor bearer said, I want you to do all that is within your heart. This could have been uh, the, the thing that was the determining factor. Because if you have discouragement around you, then you will probably have destruction in front of you. But if you have somebody who sees the heart of God on the inside of you, and they see the vision, and I'm talking to some leaders right now, make sure you have the right help around you that sees the potential of the kingdom, and they're not going to shoot you down when you're shooting good. Because Jonathan knew what was going to happen. He knew that it took a bold action. He could have called fire down from heaven just like Elijah. But he knew that it took bold faith in order for God to get the total victory. And so he had to move on what he believed. Now, many of us believe the, uh, uh, theologically. We can believe it as the truth. But let me ask you this question. Do you believe it enough to move on what God's declaring over your life? See, I can believe the truth, but until I start moving on the truth that I believe in, then I'm never going to see the greater victories and the greater accomplishments and the seed being successful in my life. I cannot see fruit until I plant the seed. And so I'm seeing here that Jonathan said, very well, uh, now that you're with me, let us go across over to these men. And we will show ourselves to them if they say, wait until we come to you. Then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. Now, he's getting or downloading a revelation from heaven. We need this kind of wisdom, amen? We need this kind of discernment to understand what God is saying, that if he tells us if they say this, we don't move. If he says this, we need to move. This is what is happening right here. But if they say, come up to us, matter if they are inviting you into the battle, then that means that God is about to put the enemy right into the palm of your hand. And this is what is getting ready to happen in this story. The Bible says that they showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out of holes, hallelujah, where they had been hidden. Now, it's one thing to be hidden. Sometimes God will hide you because he doesn't want the enemy to find you but I want you to understand at the right time you're coming out and when you come out there's an authority that's coming out with you that will not be denied what do you what am I saying I'm saying the bride is getting ready to come out of the closet with battle boots on and the enemy's going to regret the day that he tried to run you in a corner somewhere I'm looking for a bride that's ready for battle I'm looking for a bride that has a sound in your mouth I'm looking for a bride that knows the potential of your praise and your worship to your, to your I wish I had somebody understand that know that your God is greater than everything that's been stacked against you. Your God is greater than what's been against your family. Your God is greater than what's been against the dream that he has placed on the inside of you. He's tried to attack a dreamer, but I come to tell you, you may be filling the pits, but I'm telling you there's a sweet season that you're getting ready to step in. I said there's a sweet season, a supernatural sweet season that God is about to release over this kingdom uh, people and you are about to experience what you've never experienced before. If you believe that, somebody act like it and get excited and give him praise in this place. Jonathan climbed up, watch this, on his hands and knees. He climbed up on his hands and knees. It's one thing to see a leader Stand and walk. 
But it's another thing to see a leader crawl and climb. And we see here, Jonathan's climbing up on his hands and knees with the armor bearer after him. They're both on their knees. Let me just tell you, in order for you to win the battle, you're going to have to get on your knees and you're going to have to climb in intercession because the battle is only won through the power of your prayers. And as he came after him, his armor bearer killed them. His armor bearer had his back. Where's the armor bearers? It's going to get quiet now. Where are the armor bearers who have the back of their spiritual leaders? There, there's not very many in the day and hour that we live in. You know why? Because they're waiting on your demise so they can take your position. Where are the Zadoks who protect the presence? Who understand that it's something that's precious that should be protected? What God is doing should be protected. Where are those who will protect healings and miracles and signs and harvests and souls that are being saved? And it's not about a position to you. It's about expansion. Wow, I'm, I need to stay right there, it sounds like. I'm looking for some people who will support I know we want the position, but do I have any supporters in the house? Do I have any kingdom supporters? Come on, somebody. And I'm not preaching this for my agenda. I'm telling you, until we get support, the kingdom will be destroyed. The Bible said that it's the unity that commands the blessing. And if you're not willing to be an armor bearer, if you're not willing to be a servant, if you're not willing to be a supporter, then don't you dare think that you're going to get a position. It will never come to somebody who will not support another body. Somebody else. So if you're just sitting and waiting for somebody to fall, you're going to keep sitting and waiting. Wasn't in my notes. Don't know who it's for, but just put it in your pocket and walk out the door. Listen, they're hiding. It's okay to hide for him, but don't you hide from them. All the men of Israel had hidden the mountains of Ephraim. When they had heard that the Philistines fled, they also followed hard after them into battle. Isn't it something when you got one who is aggressive, all of a sudden it is encouragement to many people who, who want to get in on the thing. And I just got to go ahead and say this. We can see that now the people that left, and I'm talking about the deserters, those who left, uh, the Israelites, the, the people of God, now watch this, they're coming back to fight with them. Isn't it funny when you got victory on your side? The people who left you, they want to come back and fight with you. I, I come to preach today. And, or it's a mercenary spirit. Because if I can pay you to fight for me, it don't matter who I fight for, just as long as I get paid for it. And you got to watch out for it. But here's what's happening. Whether it is the, the mercenaries, whether it is the deserters, now they're coming to fight. And I do want to just encourage you that there's some people that left you that's getting ready to come back and fight with you. 
I wish I had somebody to help me right there because there's some people that you love that walked away from you, but there's going to come a season where they're going to come back and fight for you because that is what the love of Jesus Christ does. It redeems, renews, and restores warriors to fight together. And so this is what is happening here. Now there's a fight going on. And, and likewise, all of the men of Israel, now they're coming out. And so the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle shifted from Beth-Avon, which Beth-Avon there means deception. A battle against deception. If we are ever in a battle, it's in a battle against deception. Because the enemy in our day, ladies and gentlemen, is the ultimate deceiver. Because you can hear the truth and you can just glean from the truth that you receive for whatever it is that you want to receive it. But how many knows we got to receive every single last dot, quotation mark, whatever you want to say, whatever the Word of God says. If He's got to prune me in this season, if He's got to cut some stuff off, then I got to receive every single word that is in this book. Not just the stuff that I like. We've got... Oh, Lord, help me. I don't know why I'm preaching like this. But we've got worship leaders in lifestyles because they're hearing the truth that they want to hear. A lot of times it's coming from... Just leave that right there. Because it's all about the number and not about the influence. But I'm here to tell you, I refuse. I will quit before I conform to suit people's fancy. I'm telling you, I, I will lay this mic down and never preach again if there's no purpose behind what I'm preaching. But I come to tell you, he who the sun sets free will free you indeed. You will not have anything on you that does not resemble him. When you step into him, he begins to step into you and he begins to transform everything about you. What happens? Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. How many, when you gave your heart to the Lord, that love came into your heart? There was nothing like that love. You wanted to hug everybody. You wanted to tell everybody about this love. Where's that kind of salvation in this day that you want to go tell somebody outside the building of what God has done for you. I'm ready for that kind of salvation, the joy of that kind of salvation to come back, that you're just bubbling over inside, that it's not about the blessing that you can contain, but I'm here to tell you, if you have that kind of influence, if you have that kind of attitude, if you have that kind of love down deep on the inside of your heart, you're going to have favor over you. You're going to have favor over your family. You're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in. Ble I wish somebody would pray because I'm stepping on toes and I see it this morning. Best thing for you to do is just go ahead and praise him and act like I'm not talking to you. See, Saul had a form of godliness. Form. Look the part. Something just come on me, ladies and gentlemen. But denied the ability of change. Every single Sunday, 
They come in, they gather in as a form of godliness. But they leave and they do the same things all week long, even real good on Saturday night before they step into the sanctuary on Sunday. They're going to get the dance on, the praise on Sunday, but they're going to get their drink on on Saturday. Let me just tell you, the enemy is a liar to you. He is a spirit of deception, and I come to tell the truth. When Jesus sets you free, you don't have to go sipping on Grandpa's old cough medicine anymore because there's something that's better than what you've been consuming. I wish I had somebody in this place to believe that the Holy Spirit is enough to fill you, to overflow. The Holy Spirit is enough to give you peace. The Holy Spirit is enough to change you inside Woo! change it from the inside out and the men of Israel were distressed that day for Saul was that religious leader that wanted to act like he was fasting for a reason if you eat you'll be under a curse if you enjoy that blessing, if you keep building the kingdom, did you see this? Nothing's working. The enemy will tell you that nothing's working until you start believing his word over what God has declared over your life. We're looking at a Saul who's sour. We see a Jonathan who stepped into something that was sweet. Some of us want our nuggets with sweet and sour. But you better figure out in this season which side you're going to be sitting on. I don't know about you. I know i got to go through some hardships, but I'm going to have joy along the way. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have peace along, and you ain't going to steal my peace. Come on. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the principalities of the air. You're not going to steal my peace. You're not going to steal my joy. Devil, you're not going to take it. You're not going to take my victory. You're not going to take my praise. You're not going to take my dance. Next Sunday, my dance is going to be better than this Sunday. Why? Because God gave me a victory on this. I wish I had a praiser in this place. I feel something in me today. I believe it's the power of the Holy Ghost. The honey dripping now, we see, verse 25. All the people of the land came to the forest, and they were, there was honey because of the victory. How I many there's nothing like a, a victory that, that gives you, uh, it, it, it's sweet. How I many knows a, a, a victory sweet to you? Nothing sweeter. And, and that's why you can sing it sweeter as the days go by, because you know you serve a God of victory. You serve a God who conquers in the battle. Saul had placed the people under an oath saying, cursed is the man. And we see that Saul was turning aside from God and he had that form, but he did not carry the power. But Jonathan now, he said he didn't hear the oath. Therefore, he stretched out the end of the rod. And let me go over here just for a minute. Y'all just talk so much yourselves. I'll be right back. I got me a rod over here. It's not a rod parsley, but it's a rod. And he carried the rod, the Bible said. And he had the rod in his hand. 
He said, the father strictly charged the people with an oath saying, cursed is the man who eats the food this day. And the people were faint because they were listening to the wrong sound. My father has troubled the land. This is, Jonathan, my father has troubled the land. Look now how my countenance has brightened because I tasted the honey. When he dipped his rod into the honey and picked it up, and he put a little bit on his hand and he tasted. All of a the sudden there was enlightenment. When you begin to the receive the word of God like honey. Like a honeycomb dripping out of the tree. When you begin to receive it for what it is. It's, a, it's sweet for your sour. Come on somebody. I said it's sweet for your sour. We don't know how long Jonathan was there. We don't know if it was a day. We don't know if it was six months. But what we do know is he made the difference. He, he was the difference in this scenario. There was nothing to indicate that even the outcome would be remarkable. There was nothing to indicate. But on this day, somebody shout this day. God would win a great victory this day. Somebody say this day. Jonathan was in the same position as everybody else, but he decided on this day, I'm not going to do what they're doing. I'm going to do something different. Here's what I want to ask you to, 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 to do. Everybody else may be doing one thing, but are you willing to do something different? And he said, he says right here, we see that, that the, 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 there's, there's something. I believe Jonathan had this. Jonathan was the same as everybody else, but he was in his spirit. I believe he was going, there's something that's not right for 600 people to be hunkered down somewhere in fear and intimidation over an enemy that has no power. Right for it's not right for you and I, just like these these Israelites, to be hunkered down somewhere when you got a God that can just just move his finger through the veil and give you access. When he can when he can when 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 Moses, a leader, can stretch a rod and all of a sudden water goes this way and water what are we hiding from? And we see here that Jonathan decided it's not right for God's children to live out in hiding. It's not right for God's children to live out in fear. This spiritual uh, Philistine spirit wants to keep you hiding, wants to come in and steal your territory. He wants to tell you that you're vastly outnumbered. He wants to tell you you don't have the right technology. Let me just go ahead and preach for a minute. You don't have the right education. You didn't come from the right place. I don't care. Read the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. God used all shapes and sizes. And, and I want to tell you, you may feel like you're not worth it. The truth is is none of us are worth it. None of us really have value. But I wish that you would understand the value of the blood that has been placed upon you. You may not have value, but what he has covered you with, I'm telling you what, there's power and there's benefits in the bloodline. Somebody give God praise for the blood that sets you free. Somebody give God praise right now for the blood that's making a way. I'm telling you, I believe that some of you are going about to see God do what they said he could not do. I believe you're about to see God do for your life, for your marriage, for your ministry, for your finances, whatever it is that you come in here with. I'm telling you, there's value in the bloodline. Is there anybody that's full of the blood of Jesus Christ? And know if you are full of the blood, then there's nothing that can weigh you down. There's nothing that can get you to hunker in a corner somewhere. There's nothing that's going to make you hide from the enemy. You may go into a secret place, but you 
know when you come out of that place uh, that God is going to reward you openly for the things you've been battling with in the secret. Somebody give God praise if you're an intercessor because I'm here to tell you some stuff you've been praying about. Uh, the enemy's about to find out uh, that there's been an intercessor praying somewhere. There's been an intercessor and the enemy thought he had you tangled up and tied up. He thought he had you locked up and threw away the key, but he didn't understand when you're the door, you can give access to whoever you want to give access to. Somebody give God praise for the keys of the kingdom that God has given you through the blood. Stand to your feet all over this place. The blood has value even when you feel invaluable. The blood has value when you feel like you don't have any worth, when you feel depressed and discouraged. The blood has value to bring you out of sickness. Many of you are in a situation like Jonathan. You've been in a season of pain, season of sharp places and slippery places. You've been in a season where you've been slip, slipping, not, not tripping, just slipping. Turn your neighbor and tell them, you're coming out of this. You're coming out of this. Shabbat Come on, turn to your neighbor tell them with the Holy Ghost in you. Come on, the shakenings for the stirring. I like that. You're coming out of this. You're coming out of lack. Come on, slap your neighbor high five, cross the head, whatever you got to do to get their attention this morning. You're coming out of the pit. You're coming out of the prison. I'm telling you, you're getting ready to step into a palace place, a divine place for His glory. You're coming out of whatever it is that you've been in, that depression, that discouragement, that marriage that's been in trouble, that ministry that's been attacked. You're coming out of this season. You're not going to have to stress over it any longer. And I come to tell you, God's going to send you help in this season. God's about to send you divine help. Come on, somebody. God is about to help you help them. Hallelujah. And he's going to do it without lack. And he's going to do it bringing you into promotion and you're not going to have to endure the fiery furnace that you had to endure in this season you had to endure it but you're coming out and you're being elevated God is about to promote some people who were persistent in the flame who chose to worship in the in the middle of the heat I, I wish I had somebody that's endured some pain and some heartache and some grief in this season to understand that you're getting ready to come out and you're getting ready to live in victory if that's you right now understand that many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord will deliver them out of them all is there anybody knows deliverance is coming to your house if you do praise him put your hands together for a while this is a day that the Lord had made I will rejoice and be glad in it not only are you going to come out but I heard the Lord say you're going to do some damage on the way out you're going to come out and you're doing some damage on the way out of whatever it is you've been in which means see 
the enemy doesn't care that you know that you have the victory. He doesn't care that you, that you know that you have been set free and that you're going to be blessed in the sweet by and by. He just doesn't want you to enjoy the blessings along the way. And I'm here to tell you that God has some blessings along the way. I'm just going to go ahead and say it like this. God has some handfuls on purpose. And there's some handfuls that he's going to drop until he gets you to the destiny, the final destination. There's some blessings along the way. There's some breakthroughs along the way. There's some miracles along the way. There's some healings along the way. There's some chains breaking in this atmosphere. Fear is breaking right now. Depression is breaking right now. I said I, I, isolation will no longer have its grip on you. Some of you are coming out of hiding. You're coming out of the hole that the enemy tried to keep you contained in. You're coming out of the hole. I see two. I see two by two. I see marriages walking together two by two. It only took two coming out of the hole to give the whole army a victory. And I'm here to tell you, if you'll start fighting, the army will follow your faith. If you'll start fighting, the army will follow your move. Is there anybody that will move for the army? Is there anybody that will have enough faith for those who are watching? Somebody give God praise for the watchers because they're about to see you move into victory. They're about to see you do what David did. You see, Jonathan said, I'm not going to sit here, but I see a spirit of David rising up on the inside of me. I'm about to rise up and run over that gigantic thing that's trying to take out my family, that's trying to take out my marriage, that's trying to take out my, my ministry. Somebody give God praise right now because what trying to take you out is going to take you out. Yeah, what tried to take you out is about to bring you out of the battle, about to bring you out of the struggle, about to bring you out of the thing that tried to place bondage on you. I come to tell you that if God be for you, who can be against you? I come to tell somebody the weapons have been formed and you need to be careful. But I want you to know when you got the one who cares for you in your corner, you don't need anybody else. You don't need anything else. All you need is God on your side. When you know God is on your side, he will give you clear direction. He will give you plenty of provision. Somebody give God praise because there's a harvest of souls that's coming out of the hell that you've had to walk through in this last season. They lied on you. They ridiculed you. They scandalized my name. But I want you to know this. I'm going on with my Jesus just the same. Go ahead and lie on me. Go ahead and falsely accuse me. Go ahead and scandalize my name. Some people will act like they're supporting you and stab you in the back. But I come to tell you, God is greater than every sabotaging spirit. And I come to, I, I didn't come to play today. I come to tear down every stronghold, every high thing that would exalt itself against the word of God, against the knowledge of God. Somebody enjoy your victory right now. Somebody enjoy. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Step out of your corner. Crawl out of your hole. God's about to give you the victory. Yeah. Woo. Come on, come on. Press in. Press in. Press in. Press in. 
press in. Come on, young people. It's time to fight back. I'm looking for a generation of fiery young people. Open your mouth and give God glory. Give him praise. Take your peers back. Take your influence back. Take your praise back. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, I'm going to step in victory, but I'm going to enjoy the blessing. I'm not just going to watch honey drip from a tree. I'm going to take whatever God is pouring out in this season. If you're ready to take it, somebody put a praise on it right now. Open your mouth and praise.